Hey there, Tartan Talks listeners. We have some bonus content for you. Uh, we've heard all about Scottish history and Scottish heritage from Dr. Tim Thompson. Now let's learn about the bagpipes. It's the one thing you hear almost every day here at Edinburgh. It's the one icon that people can most relate to when we talk about all things Scottish. I had the great pleasure of sitting down with Edinburgh University student Mia Harvey. You probably recognize her around campus. She is the bagpiper. She is a rock star here on campus. Uh, she, she plays at graduation. She plays at open house. She took some time out of her busy schedule to chat about why she got into bagpipes. Why the bagpipes instead of, say, you know, the guitar or the piano? So here's our interview with Mia Harvey and a story about what makes bagpipes so special to her and her family. Enjoy. This is Tartan Talks, a podcast from Edinburgh University. I'm your host, Christopher LaFuria. Each month, we'll take a look at individuals who make Edinburgh an exciting, diverse, and profound place to discover your passions. So I remember when I was, I don't know, say nine, ten years old, I was always interested in learning to play the guitar or the piano. We are here with, um, with Mia Harvey, who uh, is an Edinburgh University student and all-around musician. When she was 11 years old, you didn't choose a middle-of-the-road instrument or a common one like the guitar. Uh, tell everybody what instrument you chose and, and why you chose it. Um, I picked the bagpipes. It was chosen because of our family history. So my great-grandmother is from Scotland. Her family um, immigrated over, and she tells the stories all the time about it. And when she passed away, it was something she always wanted was my father to pick up pipes but my dad really wasn't into music so one day he was like you know we celebrate a lot of our Asian heritage in our household so let's go Scottish for once and we went to a Scottish festival right in our backyard actually in Toms River New Jersey where I'm from and I saw the mass bands which is you know all the pipe bands gather at the end of competitions and they just play and I fell in love with them and I looked at my dad and said dad I want to play those and he actually has that video and it's one of his favorite videos he has a video that shows yeah, you saying <laughs> I like turn around like I want to play that instrument and he's That's like awesome. okay sure I guess and I was already playing music at the time I was playing flute and different percussion instruments and I was in middle school around that time and so my dad went out to the pipe band because the pipe band that hosts the competition actually was a pipe band in the local area that taught for free. Oh, wow. So my dad went out because his theory was, you know, I don't want to send my daughter to some strange people and say goodbye, have fun, <laughs> pick you up later. So he went to check it out the week before I went and he ended up coming home with two chanters, which is what you learn pipes on itself. There's plastic sticks, basically, sure. like a recorder. Exactly. And he was like, surprise, I'm going to learn with you. And so it's been a huge journey with our family of um, him and I learning together. And then my oh. little sister now plays them too and she competes as well. <laughs> so that's awesome. So it's not just like you're like a family icon from history that you're passing along. It's something that you can do with your family members mm -hmm. as well. I think that's really cool. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Like my little brother did Scottish drumming. He didn't want oh, to do bagpipes, but sure. he wanted to do snare drum. So that's what he does now. <laughs> he loves it. That's awesome. So uh, in the Edinburgh University band, you've been on the drum line. You played tuba. What makes the bagpipes so unique and such an interesting instrument that you've kind of uh, honed in on that and taken that as the lead instrument? Well, music is based off of theory and, you know, all these rules. And bagpipes kind of just break it. Like the Scottish, you know, they're always like, breaking the rules, forget <laughs> the rules. You know, it's, and it's been such a unique instrument. And you don't often hear someone say, I play the bagpipes. But when you do, 
it's like an automatic connection. Mm-hmm. And I love going to like competitions or festivals or even conventions with my brothers, my organizations, and someone's like, I play the bagpipes too. And it's just a really cool experience where the bagpipes just break all the rules and it's just, it's such something so unique. So I, I was watching, this is something I've always been curious about, getting down, without getting too bogged down in the mechanics of playing, the one thing I've always noticed is when you're playing, say, the clarinet, you're you're blowing and you're making the, the wind, and then you're playing the notes at the same time, where the bagpipe's a little bit different. Talk a little bit about how, I don't, how you play the bagpipes. Like that, so, it's, it's always been kind of intriguing. The way it's been described to me is that the bagpipes are a bladder instrument. So you have the bag that you blow into, and you have to have a specific pressure to get all three of the drones, which are the um, sticks on your shoulder, to go, as well as the chanter. So you're still, the concept of pl- like the clarinet, you're blowing and you're still playing the notes at the same time, is still there, except you sort of have to start a little earlier because the pressure needs to be started up while blowing and you have to keep blowing. So do you, do you create the sound mostly from squeezing the, the bladder part of the instrument or is it through the actual uh, blowing the wind in? Kind of, sort of. A so little both. The sound that you get from blowing is the drones and okay. the chanter, but the way you hear the notes is through the fingerings on the chanter you play. Oh, gotcha. So. Yeah. So it's a it's it's like a multi step thing. You're doing several kind different of, things at yeah. a time. It's a lot going on, but yeah. Uh, so you uh, have done bagpipe competitions. You've done solo shows. You've also uh, were Edinburgh University's ROTC core, <laughs> the main the main the official bagpiper. Talk about what it's like doing um, doing military bagpipes with, with the oh ROTC. Oh my goodness, that is so much fun. Um, the bagpipes were originally an instrument of war, so to be able to play them in a setting like that of, you know, being around people who have just such big camaraderie and teamwork is awesome. And I just, I I never expected to be such a big part of the team. And then, you know, I am friends and I have friends in the ROTC and they'll be coming up like, it's great, you you inspired me to keep going. I heard your pipes at the end of the line, so I kept pushing myself. (laughs) And like, it's, it's just so cool because my father was Navy, oh, and wow. so when I told him, "Hey, I'm I'm playing for the Army," of course he scoffed. And then he said, <laughs> it's a good thing because it's like a way for me to give back. I guess we'll well. allow it. He's like, it's cool. He's more mad that I have all these different coins I've collected. He oh, only yeah. has one, and I have oh. three. <laughs> you, you're, you're already beaten in that in that regard. So let's talk about the uh, competitive nature of bagpipes uh, here at Edinburgh during the Highland Games, which are coming up. We have the national fiddle competitions. We have national harp competitions. We also have the uh, the national bagpipe. Uh, what goes into competing for the bagpipes? How do you prepare, and and, and just how do you how do you do it? There's so much. Um, so I've been competing for at least five years now. You start off in grade four, which is like a basic grade. You can do in grade five, but that's sort of like if you want to get your feet wet. But grade four is the big one where you start playing and they require you to have different requirements of music. So you need four part music or you need P-Brock, which is like the classical music of bagpiping. It's long, it takes a long time. And there's some jigs in the faster tunes. But what happens is you register and then you come to the games, you warm up of course, cause it's tune. And then you go up to, you get a number and then they give you the schedule. And then from there you go up to the judge whenever it's your time and the judge is like, okay, what's your tune? What are you gonna play? And then you play. And then afterwards, you know, they'll be like, thank you, and you leave, and then you wait for your scores. And then from there, your scores are recorded, and they tell you what your placement is, and then you'll get your score sheet that day. So you can say, oh, okay, I sped up in this part. And it's a really cool way to get good criticism. Because 
I, I, I have many instructors. I learn from, you know, Professor Sean Regan here on campus. There's a few I learn from back at home still. Um, and it's always good to get more comments out there. And, you know, I, I'll hand my score sheets to my instructors and they'll be like, okay, so this is what we need to work on That's for good. the next one. Definitely. So, uh, so do, do each of the performers pick this, do each do the same song or do you pick one that... You pick one that fits the guideline. What leads you to pick a certain song? What, what about it makes you pick it? Just because you, you're comfortable with it? Yeah, or? it's really, what I do is at the beginning or at the end of every season, I look, I sit down with my books, money piping books, and I say, okay, what tune would be good? And a lot of times I'm just sort of going to my professors being like, what tune next? <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> what, what now? And they'll be like, okay, here's this P-Brock, learn it. And then Within like a week or two, you could tell whether it's a P-Rock you can really want to hone in on or something you just want to learn for fun. Sure. So I, I've been playing like the same march for a little while and it bugs my dad, but it's a march I do well in. Oh, nice. So I continue to play it and then there's a P-Rock. I change my P-Rocks every so often, but yeah, it just depends on what you're most comfortable in and you get to a point like I do where you kind of just blank out in competition <laughs> and I just start playing. It becomes just mechanical. Yeah. You just become a machine. <laughs> because if I think about it too much, I'll mess up. And yeah. I know I do that. I know I'm, like, I'll speed up. So I have to force myself to practice slow. I have to force myself to just not think about it and sure. just play. Because if I overthink, I'll replay the same part again. You'll like microanalyze yeah. like a certain part and you'll catch it every time. And it's, it's so hard to be able to like take yourself out of your mind to be like, okay, that sounds nice. Sure. Like, like to be honest, like when I'm competing, I'm really like, I'm on it. Like I'm really focusing while I'm tuning and I'm getting ready to play. But as soon as I get through the first part, I sort of just let myself kind of relax and be like, you're, you're, you're in the water already. Just, just kind of paddle. <laughs> exactly. Just, just Stay afloat. Yeah. Uh, so our uh, podcast studio is right next to the practice field for the bands. <laughs> and every time, like every, I think it's Friday, I always hear before the football games, I always hear Scotland the Brave. And if you've been to open house, if you've been to commencement ceremonies, you've heard that. And every time I hear that, I just get goosebumps. It just puts me in a, in a place where I, I feel the, the Scottish spirit. What songs do that to you? What what songs do you play? Is it Scotland the Brave? Or is there is there another song that you just hear and you're just like, I am so glad I'm a bagpipe player because that's, that's my song. That's my jam. There's so many of them. Like... One of my favorite tunes to play is Highland Cathedral. And I actually played it when I was on stage with Andre Ryu this past fall. And it's one of my favorite tunes. I originally learned it with my pipe band back at home mm -hmm. and then came to Edinburgh. And we learned it in Edinburgh again. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then I played it on stage and I was just amazed. Blown away. <laughs> and I cried about it later <laughs> afterwards. But um, Highland Cathedral is a big one. My grandmother, great grandmother's favorite tune was Flower Scotland. So I love playing that yeah. one. It's the national anthem of Scotland. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but Scotland the Brave definitely is has a special place in my heart because of Edinburgh and the amount of times I've had to play it at the football games, at open houses. Sure. The million times I'll probably play it at all the graduations again. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, very cool. So somebody that uh, that wants to get into the bagpipe. Uh, you know, I know with like piano, it takes hand-eye coordination. With drums, you just got to keep pace. What What are some some special skills? What are What are some qualities of a successful bagpipe player? As long as you work hard and put the work in and like time, you'll be a good bagpiper. Like my father even says, like if he he learned the bagpipes at the age of forty two, I believe he said. Mm -hmm. I don't remember exactly. I don't ask him his age. <laughs> yeah, so you don't do. <laughs> yeah, he's probably gonna kill me because I said not here. But like. It's, he learned it at such an, an older age. And you know, most people are like, oh, I'm an old person now. I can't learn the instrument, but anyone can learn it. I have a eight-year-old student 
who learned when she started seven, which is really wow. young, and she's on pipes now. She even just marks graduation with oh, wow. us. Like, as long as you put the work in and you have the effort and you want to learn, like, you can learn. You can do it. Yeah. Um, so that that's a good transition to teaching. So you're also a bagpipe instructor. Mm-hmm. Uh how, how do you do that? Like, how, I feel like it takes a like. I, I I've been there when a student has been learning like the violin or the recorder, and you either hear the most beautiful sound or you hear cats screaming. Like, what what what, what does it take to be a good a good uh, bagpipe well instructor? Patience, patience, that's for sure. Um, because the first week or two at least is always just scales and basics and getting to read the music. And I tend to teach a lot of younger students because I like the younger kids. Mm-hmm. But I've had older students, and they're great because the older students can be like, "Oh yeah, I can." Re-, they can recite what you've just taught to them. Mm-hmm. Whereas the younger students, they just want to play and they want to play the bagpipes. And so I've had to like learn different ways of teaching them like I have flashcards for notes so oh, they nice. can get to learn how to read notes I do flashcards for them uh, there's other ones where we have like we make songs about their finger movements oh, cool. like they're just you need to be a flexible teacher I've learned and be able to be sit on the floor if you have to to sit with a kid sure that doesn't want to sit in a chair <laughs> so yeah so you gotta have to meet them at their level and their level of comfort mm-hmm. and kind of and go from there the last thing I wanted to talk about is, you mentioned this a little earlier, but you shared the stage with a pretty important <laughs> musician. Uh, we're talking about the musician Andre Ryu. Uh, talk about your experience. How did you get involved in that, and, and, and what was it like for you? So I got involved because I played with a competition band called Macmillan, and they're in Maryland, so I travel. Or I haven't done it much this summer because I was focused on an internship, but I travel down once a month, have rehearsals with them, and then we compete over the summer. Um, we had an email come out in August last year saying, hey, we got invited to play this. We got a call. Anyone interested? And I jumped on it. I've been <laughs> a big fan of Andre since I was a little girl. Yeah. I have like albums of him. And <laughs> I was so excited and I emailed them. I was like, I want to be involved. Please let me do this. Yeah. And they're like, well, don't you have school? I was like, forget that. We'll, I will make, we'll make it, it happen. <laughs> and I ended up like Dr. Burdick helped me like figure it out how to like help like work with the school and it was such an exciting experience. I brought Edinburgh's B flat chanters because the orchestra plays in a different key than bagpipes. Oh, wow. I brought Edinburgh's chanters with us so we could play. Nice. And, um, I traveled over and I stayed overnight at one of the Piper's houses and we just played with Andre and like you showed up the day of a concert um, about five hours before there was a sound check and it was very intimidating because you have a big stage, all the orchestra members, you hear all the singers practicing, and you could see all the empty chairs. And you're like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> but when we got ready for the performance, we lined up, and then they make us march down the middle aisle. So it's in between everybody. Wow. And it was the most insane thing I've ever done. Like, I thought Edinburgh graduation was a lot. And then I did that, and I was like, oh my gosh. And like... I was like in the front row. Oh, there's two. We had two rows of pipers. I was in the front row, right towards the middle. I passed by Andre. I was like, "Oh gosh, this is <laughs> exciting!" And the lights are on you. And I did that twice. Wow. And it was we performed in my favorite. I think the favorite stadium we played it with was that the there was a stadium in New York, the Nausea, the or the something. It starts with an N. The Nassau. <laughs> Nassau. Yeah. That's what it was. Nausea. <laughs> the Nassau. I'm sure you felt nausea oh, before yeah. you're playing with Andre. But like, <laughs> It was amazing, and he he's starting his American tour again soon. So I'm hoping to like slide Reach in out here to and be him. like, "Can I please play with you 
hey, yeah. remember me? Yeah. yeah, you probably don't. I was just fangirling the whole time. Yeah, there you go. But no. I mean, very rarely do you even get to see your favorite performers play, but to be able to share the stage with them and, oh. and create music together, that's got to be something else. And then I got to share it with a band who was just wonderful. Yeah. I love Macmillan with all my heart. And, like, I don't get to see them often because sure. I'm, of course, at Edinburgh and it's five hours away. And it's so cool to share the stage with friends who are so excited, just as excited as you to play on a mm -hmm. stage like that. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's very inspiring. And I, th I feel like music just does that to people. It gives you that spirit, gives you that connection, something you're never going to forget. Mm -hmm. So Mia, thank you so much for, for talking to us today about the bagpipes, about your Scottish history. Um, once again, we're here with Mia Harvey, bagpiper extraordinaire uh, and uh, Edinburgh University student. So thank you, Mia, for joining thank us today. Thank you. All right.